Uh oh. No. Thanks for playing. Time no. to die. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Disclaimer. We do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with. So please go support the official release. Previously on PKMN Legacy. Maddie, just without like any words, just starts digging. You managed to pull it out? The remains of a tattered and ruined mask. Uh, it gives him the heebie-jeebies. I-, I can't seem to get my mind off of these pieces that we found. You were able to really scrub most of that caked mud and dirt off of it. It still needs some tender love and care. There is a lot of crazy stuff going on, and I think this could be what links it all together. I think that's where we're meant to find it. It did call out to her. Literally, apparently. Got a friend over in Maycoon Town. Uh, his name's Rochambeau. He could probably help you out with that stuff. You all eventually stir awake. Vilma, Chris, you guys get out of bed before Maddie does. Maddie, it's not until you feel familiar on your head until you wake up. Oh my god, my buddy! You see the Natu. Oh, hello, good morning. And it looks like he is just waiting for anything he'll need to send back to uh, the your professor. Ah, uh, crap. Okay, um... Well, did I actually sketch out any of... No, they're all blank entries. <laughs> Amazing. Well, okay, we were talking about the idea of making clothing for the Pokemon to, like, boost stats. Uh, yeah, you wanted me to look into making a crafting system for that. Right. Is that still an option? Can I, like, start maybe sketching out stuff for the professor? Absolutely. So is that something that you would like me personally to sketch out and send to you personally? Um... That, or you could just describe it in-game for now. Okay, um, well, let's see. We all have our mains. We've got Bellini, we've got Ginger, and we've got Mingyan. I think I probably... I should note that Bellini already has an accessory, the silk scarf on its neck. Right, and so does Ginger. But, so Bellini's specifically, is it the item silk scarf? Uh, for Bellini, yes. Okay, so then I, maybe I won't do Bellini. Maybe I'll do, like, Lucille for Maddie. I definitely want to sketch, I think Maddie wants to like kind of keep for Ginger and for Minion. She wants to kind of keep it on the DL. Like she wants to surprise Chris and Velma that this is part of like this project that she's doing. But like how, how would Maddie know to make, like she knows how to design stuff, but where can she maybe get the boosting idea? Like could that come from, we were talking about the powder that we got. Here's the thing I came up with for you, and I'll just talk mechanically speaking. Mm -hmm. First things first, you'll need to roll to do research and design a new blueprint recipe or just like a sketch or something. Okay. This applies to anyone who's making like a special item. So you know what like what components you'll need, how to to combine them properly, where you can find them, that sort of stuff. I have a list of questions I'll ask you later. Okay. I am basing the list of questions on a system called Monster of the Week. Then after you have your plan, you will need to gather two types of components. Your base components, which is like the fabric or the silk or the material. That you can usually find in shops. And then you'll need an agent, which 
adds like the beneficial effect to it. And that might be harder to find in a store. It might be more expensive than usual, or you might need to go to a specific place or or do a specific task to gather it. Okay. So maybe that could be something that we can figure out while we're like on the way to the mountain. But for now, I can probably design stuff, right? Do you want to do that right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm sketching myself right now, but I'll try and describe maybe some stuff that I have in my head because we know that Ginger already has a scarf. So what are you trying to design here? Okay, wait, Chris, is Ginger's scarf like sentimental uh, <laughs> or is it just an accessory? Uh, it is sentimental because, fun fact, uh, Chris knitted that himself. <laughs> but maybe she won't design a new scarf, but instead she can design like, I'm looking, like I'm wondering almost like little like, not like cuffs, but like little like armbands to like match. Oh, like like banglets? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ginger's not going to be like most dog-like Pokemon that probably be like, oh, uh, uh, stuff on me. Uh, uh, and starts like trying to shake it off. No, she's right. She, yeah, she's really cool with it. Ginger's a fashion queen. Uh, she is. So we know the type of item we want. What effect did you want it to have? Chris, Dry, what are her weaknesses like? She is definitely susceptible to water. Uh-huh. Uh, she is susceptible to... No, ghost attacks don't do anything to her. And is it psychic? No, fa- psychic or fairy attack. As a dark-type Pokemon, she is immune to psychic-type attacks. Oh. And I believe takes not very effective damage from ghost attacks. I have it on her sheet. Let's take a look. Let us take a look. All right, so she is weak against fighting, ground, rock, and water. She is resistant to ghost, steel, fire, grass, ice, and dark. And she is completely immune to psychic. Fighting. But fighting, fighting would be nice to have a uh, an advantage against. All right, well, maybe then it could be something... Like, what are our options here, Kay? Like, can I... Can I deplete weaknesses? Can I just strengthen things? For this design, you want to try to do something to mitigate damage from fighting type attacks. Is that what you're going for? I think so. So for this, I want you to roll a either a clever or a heart check. All right, let's do... Let's play to our strategy. Maddie's strongest is clever. So we're going to do that. Oh, great. That is a four, and that is a great indeed. Yes. So for this one, you look through your designs, and you manage to sketch a very nice little banglet for Houndoom, perfect for canines without sacrificing their mobility. You figure you could probably get some- Okay, wait. uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but hear me out, actually. What if I made, like, a cool crown for Ginger's horns? Oh. Okay, so like a little headpiece, all right. Yes, I think I like that better because Ginger kind of already has like bangles almost. And so you sketch it out, not too gaudy, sleek enough so that it won't bang against your horns when she's attacking. You look through your textbooks for materials that you could use. Uh, The banglet itself, sorry, not banglet, the headpiece itself would need some sort of scrap of leather or harder material. You could probably find that at a store somewhere. The agent that you need, though, you think would be perfect for, like, if you could put, like, a gem in the center of it. That's what I was thinking. So you'd need to find an elemental gem that is resistant to fighting type. So a bug gem, a fairy gem, a flying gem, poison psychic. If you found that during your travels, you could craft that together pretty nicely. Great. So I'll keep an eye out for that. 
You all get up, prepare to head over to Meikun Town. As you go out the door and prepare for your travels, you do notice that storms seem to be starting to gather in the sky. It's a much gloomier day than before. It hasn't started pouring yet, but you feel that energy in the air that says it's going to eventually. Maybe we should travel fast. Yeah, we should get a move on. Should probably get out of here before it starts pouring down. Now, did you guys want to spend any time preparing, like going to the stores and buying something? Uh, didn't we restock recently? You did, but and you also regained some money from your fight at the gym. Um, whatever y'all feel, I'm open. I'm feeling saving right now. Okay, Chris, are you the same? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay then, the three of you lock up behind you, make sure the laboratory is secure, and you head on the forest trail to the east coast over to Maycoon Town. So, the three of you head east towards Meikun Town. Uh, eventually, the forest finally gives way to grassy fields blowing in the breeze of this st- oncoming storm. The smell of salt strong in the air. Who is leading the party? You know what? For once, Chris is not going to be in front. He'll let Maddie or Vel- Well, probably Maddie, since she seems quite keen the most about this adventure. That's fair. Also, you know, Chris... Chris wants to give her a little bit of a leadership role, make her feel like an adult. So yeah, lead the way. Thank you. I'm sorry, Velma. Your time will come eventually. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you... Describe how you act in a leadership role here. Oh, goodness. Are you sure about that? Where do you see yourself in five years, Maddie? (laughs) Existential college dread. It's like you're asking me that question. Yeah. uh, I mean, honestly, I think Maddie is... So we're walking along the beach path, right? Well, it's not a beach quite yet, but it looks, by the givings of it, it looks like it's going to become one in about maybe an hour or so. Okay. Well, Maddie's just kind of enjoying this stroll. Like, she's she's got some purpose because, you know, she wants to figure out this mystery. But honestly, she had never been to this region before. So she's really enjoying things. Um, are there any, like, I don't know, wingles flying around since we're getting close to the ocean? Like, what's around? Um, yes, you do see some wingles seem to be flying towards shelter. You look around, that's kind of the only wild Pokemons you see active right now. Most of them have gone into hiding, it looks like. But the storm hasn't started yet? Not yet, but about an hour and a half on this trail has passed, and you feel the prickle of wet drops on your skin. Ah, it looks like the rain is going to start soon. Should we duck into some place for the night then? Or at least until the rain passes? Hmm, that'd be a good idea. Is there even anywhere nearby? Sh- could we find some kind of shelter, Kay? Why don't you make a... I guess this would be careful check. We roll a lot of carefuls. Uh, whoever is searching for it. Okay, don't don't let it be me. Uh, I can roll for careful because that seems to be quite a high attribute for Chris. Yeah, Ooh, all right, yeah. All yeah. right. Got a, got, a, got a whole four on that one. Chris, you're good at tracking stuff. You look along the horizon, and you see a little cropping that looks a bit more elevated than everything else, and you can see an opening along the uh, the side of it. It seems to be a uh, a small cave system. Oh, we could take some refuge in there real quick, just to get out the rain. 
Great. Let's do it. Uh, so power walking over to the cave. Rain's becoming more solid and solid. It starts. It probably starts drizzling, but then all of a sudden it's like a literal downpour. But eventually you're quick enough to get towards the beginning of this slow cropping. On second glance, cave system doesn't really seem to really describe it that well. It's not like a closed space like you were back in the tunnels under the mill. It's more like a small series of enclosed spaces with natural skylights above it. It's it's rocky around you, but you can still see the sky above and holes lining the ceiling above you. Hmm, so it's so pretty. That's actually quite nice. Some of the rain probably still gets in, but not as much as what it would be. As you make your way to a more well-covered section of the cave, you turn the corner. Leaning against the wall, you see a guy with ashy skin and messy hair and a crow gunk kind of resting. And as he sees you, he sort of bolts up a bit. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know we just locked eyes, but how about we skip that, okay? Uh, skip what? Okay, good. You're not trainers. All right. Oh, All right. I mean, I'm... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just said, I'm like, oh, I'm not a trainer, but these two are. Oh, crap. No. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Look, just give me a few minutes to rest. If you want to battle, then that's fine. I just... We need to take a breather, okay? No, no, really. It's okay. Wait, is this crow gunk out of the Pokeball, or is it like just... just yeah, know? you can see the crow gunk sort of just resting at his side. Uh, he looks... Very, very tired. The Krogunk? Yes. Hey, um, your your Krogunk isn't looking too good, man. Is, is it going to be okay? Oh, yeah, he's much tougher than I am, believe me. Just give him time. He's just soaking up right now, so he'll be fine in a bit. Dry skin, you know. Would it be all right if I offer you an Orinberry to give to your Krogunk? I mean, if you're offering, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Chris is going to take off his backpack and take out the one Orenberry that he has, and he hands it to nameless guy that we have not known yet. And he uh, takes it, nods his thanks to you, gives it to Krogunk, and you can see him gingerly taking the berry. And just in a flash, his tongue, like, sticks out for a second and then sucks it in. Well... Thanks for that. So, you said I said you are trainers, then. Well, yes. Yep. They are. I'm just your normal Pokemon breeder, not not really a trainer. We're gonna make him a trainer. I I, I didn't agree to this. Too late. Mm. So, what's your guys' names then? I'm Maddie. Delma. Uh, I'm Chris. What's yours? Odie. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, Odie. So what brings you to this cave area? <sighs> I was supposed to be here catching some powerful Pokemon, but um, wasn't really prepared for it. So resting up before I head back, getting some more uh, Pokeballs, and we'll try it again, I guess. What, what kind live here? Uh, your generic Zubats, Geodudes, but there's one Pokemon in there that is... Very, very strong. Do you know what Pokemon this is? No, I I just know it's like a, uh, has these eyes that sort of glow. Uh, oh. oh, did you mean something like this? And he pops out his Pokeball and out pops Diamond. You see Odie kind of scramble back. Whoa, 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 what is that? Uh, is that not the Pokemon you were referring to? No, no, it is not. That is, I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, it's a Parasect. 
No, it isn't. Uh, it is a parasect, I promise you. Hold on a second. And he pulls out his Pokedex. Parasect. Mushroom, and it does the same exact <laughs> entry with the Cantonian Parasect that you guys did when you first were doubting it. Told you. Huh. How strong is that? Parasect. Chris immediately returns the diamond to her Pokeball. You really don't want to know. Trust me, you do not want to know. Listen, if it's really that strong, maybe you could help me out then. I still need to catch that Pokemon deep in there. And it would really save me the trouble if if you could help me out with that. Uh, like I said, I'm not really much of a trainer. I'm just uh, just a breeder. To be honest, catching this one was uh, technically a happy accident. I, I don't have much, but I got enough credits to make it worth your while. Credits? Uh, Belma. <laughs> just just there. just share them out. Just share them out. I got uh 15 credits if you uh, bring me back that Pokemon. Belma, I know what you're going to say. We have, 15. we have enough money, Velma. What would you do with 15 credits, young lady? <laughs> what couldn't you do? Oh, that concerns me. Aye, buddy. I mean, wouldn't it be the right thing to do to help a guy out, right? Is she going to, like, try to persuade Chris to do this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We don't really have anywhere to go, Chris. Exactly. Why not give it a try? Uh, look, we'll help you catch it and we'll take the 15 credits, but on one condition. Give me your Pokeballs that aren't being used. Well, I already told you, man. I ran out of them trying to catch it. So then, what if we didn't have any Pokeballs? Crap, I didn't even think of that. Do you guys have some? Uh, he's just looking back at Velma and Maddie like, are you sure you want to do this? And Velma's just nodding furiously. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, fine, fine. We'll, we'll catch it. Bring it back to you. Take our 15 credits. You just rest up here with your crow gunk. I don't know. We'll watch the rain until we get back. Can do. Thanks. Uh, it's not a... Well, it is a problem, but not a big one. Anyway, uh, do you at least know where the location of this Pokemon is at? It's in one of the far corners of this uh, little system here. Oh. Doesn't seem too far away. It's not that big of a cave system. It's just a, a bit... Uh, of a few tight squeezes here and there. We can do it. Yeah, it should be no problem. Yeah, okay. So I guess we're going to be getting this some... Legendary. Um... <laughs> legendary. That's adorable. Bless your heart, thinking I'll give you a legendary this early. Right? You know, I was I was just about to sneeze as soon as I hit the record button, and I was waiting for it, and it never came, and I kind of feel betrayed by that. I'm kind of hurt here. Uh, anywho, uh, hi, Kay here. Thanks for watching the show, or listening to it, whatever the case may be for you. Uh, hey, if you'd like to support the show with your wallets and money and stuff, uh, we have a Patreon for that exact purpose. And if you do support the show that way, you could get access to rewards such as getting your name featured in the end credits of the YouTube episode releases, access to our behind-the-scenes bonus tidbits. Our last one was uh, going over the comparisons between the podcast group and the playtest group in terms of how they handled uh, Brayburg Town and their fight against Wendy, the gym leader. 
And at the Ultra Baller tier level, uh, you get your name mentioned here verbally in the pause menu. Like these cool cats here, like Cammy Cat. I wasn't trying to go for the pun, I'm sorry, it just came out like that. Uh, Dongo the King, Donkey Oto, Doodle Boy, Lizzie McPoof, and Mr. Someone. And if you can't support the show with your wallets right now, I get it. But it would really mean so much to me if you would spread the word. Uh, tell your friends about our show. Tweet about the show using the hashtag PKMNLegacy. And if you do it on that on Twitter, uh, we might use your name as one of the names of our NPCs, such as the case of Diego at Monodi on Twitter, who was the name inspiration behind Odie. Hi, everyone. So I got two things to plug this week. Uh, one of them is related to what we've been doing. It's a Pokemon rap cipher with all the trainers. I play May, and it's on Camp Steady's channel. If you haven't already seen it, I would go check it out because it turned out really cool. And for my second plug, I put out an Among Us song called Just Be Watching You. I collaborated with Genuine Music on it, and it also turned out pretty sweet. So go check them out if you have the time. Thank you. I'm kind of addicted to listening to uh, the Pokemon trainer cipher over and over again. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying it. Uh, next episode should come out in about two to three weeks. Until then, back to the episode. Unpause. On the other side of this cave, you see a very narrow passage uh, that seems to go two ways, to the left and to the right. Ooh, I think... Oh, well, no, we wouldn't be able to, would we? Because I didn't. That's not possible. I was going to have Ginger use, like, Odor Sloop to find out where the scent of this mysterious Pokemon is, but I don't have anything for her to go off on, so I can't do that. Hmm. Is there any way of trying to figure out, like, seeing footsteps or any kind of tracks or anything that might give an indication of the of a Pokemon we have not seen before? Like, I'm pretty sure Chris would be able to tell the difference between, like, a Zubac, a Geodude, and those things. Those are all in the Hoenn region, but not something that's more foreign. Make a clever check. A clever check it is, then. Six! Oh, my! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Fantastic! Okay, then. We caught it! (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) With that six, which, let me look at the uh, scoreboard, that is a fantastic. Your recon skills are going off the hook right now. Even with the rain soggying up what terrain isn't rocky, you can still mark out the tracks leading here and there. You see to the left, drag marks the size of what would be like a small boulder, but to the right, you wouldn't call them footsteps, but or footprints, but you would you do see some disturbances here and there, caused maybe by a little flapping of wings. Hmm, well, that's unusual. And he's just kind of walking closer to it. To the right, amidst the sounds of... You also hear... Crackling. He's gonna keep walking forward uh, to the to the sound of the crackling. Who's leading the charge? These tunnels are kind of small, and you can only go one at a time. I think Velma will lead this one. Okay. Guess she really wants those credits. I want you to roll a sneaky check. Okie dokie. 
Well, negative one. Oh. So boy. maybe Chris should leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we respect the roles here. Even with your stature, it's still a bit of a tight fit for you. You manage to squeeze through, but trip over a boulder and kind of tumble onto the soggy grass. You look up and you see that you your actions have disturbed a tiny and kind of uh, perturbed Zubat, which is fluttering around the air madly, glaring at you. Uh-oh. Let's roll. Is it all of us? It will take one turn each for you to uh, squeeze in there. So right now it's just Velma. So Velma, still a little unstable from the initial fall, is just kind of clumsily reaching into her pocket. She's like, all right, Minion, we got to take care of this real quick. And this Minion kind of comes out with a little chirp. So Minion got a three. And Zubat got a zero, so you go first. The Zubat and the Dust Talks are circling in the air, just staring each other down. All right, let's, let's make this quick and hit with a little confusion. Oh, whoa! Wow! <laughs> whoa! One hit KO! Wow! Okay! Mi- mi- minion? Minion? Dang! I just want someone. <laughs> Why do I just imagine, like, it's not an act. It's not a. It's not using, like, a con- the confusion attack. It's literally using Hyper Beam and just obliterating it. Okay, so. Minion got a 6 for his attacking roll. Zubat got a negative 7 for his defending roll. So that's a 13 shift hit. <laughs> and it only had nine hit points. Whoa. So how do you want to do this? Oh, geez. Uh, uh, is confusion like a ray? Or how does that, how does confusion look again usually? You can give it whatever flavor you want, at least for this time. So you just see these kind of glowy wavy rings being sent out to the Zubat. And they keep getting brighter and brighter. And it creates this kind of double image of, of Minion, and it just gets more and more and more and more intense until it creates this big flash. And then uh, Zuba is hit. And with that psychic onslaught, the Zubat suddenly stops flapping and just like falls to the ground limp and s- starts to madly flutter slash crawl away. And then Velma just looks up to Minion. She's like, oh my god, Minion, what the heck? And... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow! Yay! How long did that take the playtest group? <laughs> oh no, you, you made a right turn from uh, Brayberg when they made a left. This is new territory for you guys. Just for you. Oh. The Zubat is gone, and the coast is Wait, clear. I, I... One moment. I, this is all that goes to... This is all that went through my brain when I... When that happened. <gasps> that's, that's the oh, Zubat. No. That's the Zubat. <laughs> For those of you listening in the uh, for the podcast, he just sent me the I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark <laughs> moment. The coast is clear. Your friends are in the other chamber behind you. You look around, Velma, and you see that you're in a sort of four-way intersection. There is a another chamber to your left, a chamber leading to the north at the other end of the room. And to the south, you see another entryway to deeper into the cave as well. That was fast. Yeah, what happened? Uh, uh, the training's paying off, it looks like. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you. I think we're gonna go north. You walk in. Another bit of a tight squeeze. Um, uh, it is another chamber with a skylight above it. You look up and you can see the rain sort of pouring through. 
uh, water sort of pooling around in the center of the room. Mm. Pretty. But other than that, there doesn't seem to be anything else of notice in this room besides another exit at the far end of the room going what seems to be to the west of the system. Cool. Cool. I guess we're going to keep going forward. Like they say in Meet the Robinsons, keep moving forward. Uh, wait, what's Meet the Robinsons? How do you know that? <laughs> wait. No, no, no. Just Chris saying, like, just as Maddie's like, it's like in. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear her use a Colosian accent? Ah, uh, fair enough. That's how you know what I'm OOC. All right. So you squeeze through again. Uh, in this room, there seems to be two exits at the other end of the room. In the center of this room, you see a sort of boulder embedded into the ground. Let's check out the boulder. The boulder. The boulder. Boulder. Okay. It is a small boulder, about as big as your head, Velma. What do you do to investigate it? Attempt to pick it up. Okay. Make a forceful check. I swear she picks this thing up. All right. You reach down and pick it up. It seems to offer a lot of resistance, but you manage to pull it out of the ground. You look at it in a bit of proud triumph. Until its eyes open. Um. And the Geodude starts swinging his, his arms wildly. <laughs> Quick check to dodge that. Why did you touch it? <laughs> All right. You manage to duck out of the way of its mad swings so you don't get hit and take any damage. Dust Tux is still out. Three of you are sort of trapped in this tight space room with it. So I guess roll for initiative again. I would summon a Pokemon, but this is a pretty cramped area, so... Do you think I could try sending out Peppa just because water type? Yeah. So, Maddie sends out Peppa, and she's like, Ah, get ready for getting more cramped! Peppa, get your booty here. Peppa makes a tight squeeze into the rest of this room. It's about maybe six, seven feet wide each way, and so this is a very cramped space. Mm. Oh, boy. All right, top of the order is Peppa. We're going to use that good, good water gun. Whoa! <laughs> Attacking roll is four. Defending roll is negative four. And thanks to Peppa's stench, that is a flinch. Nice. So Peppa shoots out a jet of this murky brown water from its mouth. Smacks some square in the face body. And he goes rolling back into the wall. And he sort of gets wedged in a crevice, and he is struggling to pull himself out, and it takes the rest of his turn in order to get back into fighting position. So next to the order is Minion. Let's see if it'll go again. Let's let's hit him with a confusion. Oh! Five versus negative four. That's a nine shift hit. How do you want to do this? <laughs> How do you slay? Uh, you might want to close your eyes for this. Minion, use confusion! And again, we see the psychosis vibration of Minion just kind of making a double image and these beams of light just kind of shooting out into a big flash and it engulfs everything in light. He didn't have enough time to close his eyes because as soon as he wedged himself out, he is face to face with that psychic onslaught. You knock him out cold. He goes rolling around the ground and rolls off into another dimension cave. Sorry. Chris has literally <laughs> just looked at Minion sending this thing to the shadow realm. He's just like, what is this? <laughs> So, you continue to grind your levels, I guess. 
now that the boulder is cleared out of the way, you can investigate the two exits to your side, one leading to the west and one leading a bit south, which seems to be in the uh, center of this circle of chambers you've already explored. Let's try south. You squeak your way in. It seems to be a central chamber. You can see the, uh, the sky above you, and there's not much else to note other than one Zubat sort of seeing you guys and flying the heck out of there. <laughs> the, the Zubats now know, know what Velma and Minion look like. Also, I've returned Peppa to her Pokeball. Cool. It seems to lead into the same rooms you've explored before, except for one way leading to the west. Let us venture on westward. Okay. You go west. This chamber seems to be a bit bigger than most of them. Nothing to note of here, besides some more shrubbery here and there. You do feel a strange energy in the air around you. We must be getting close. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything else to note in the room at all? Not in this room, but you here in a... Another chamber deeper in the cave somewhere. Uh. As what sounds like a bolt of lightning strikes in another chamber. Uh, that sounds like our Pokemon. And it's hard to tell where exactly it's coming from, though. You just know it's somewhere in the cave system as the sound of the strike echoes on the cave walls around you. Whatever it is, sounds big. And strong. So in this chamber, you see the passageway leading back to the entrance of this system. And you see another turn leading to what seems to be a corner of the cave. Let's go into the unknown. Into the unknown. We don't hear lightning. We just hear. Wrong tool. Hold on. I want to reveal. Chris, what do your eyes see? Nothing. Darkness. There we go. You enter this cave chamber. It's a closed off chamber, a dead end. Embedded in the wall, you see the sparkle of precious <gasps> stones, stones, stones. What are they? Sparkles of all sorts of colors. Can Maddie investigate them? You look deeper into it. Um, what type of stone are you looking for specifically? I am looking for either a flying, a fairy, or a psychic stone. Most of these stones seem to be blues and reds, but you do see an occasional hint of maybe a, a pink or a purple in there. Are you going to try to excavate some of them? Yes, I am, especially if they're what I'm looking for. Well, then it's time to play a little mini game. Oh my god! Oh. Ah! A mini game. You're spoiling us, Kay. Embedded in this wall, you see a, seri- a series of spaces. Shut up, Siri. I don't need anything from you. <laughs> you see these stones. It, you don't really need a pickaxe if, as long as you're careful enough. Uh, but it seems like moving the wrong pieces out could collapse the cave or uh. at least the wall around you, not the whole cave. <laughs> I was like, whoa. No, we're not getting into that territory just yet. Wait, yet. Like I said, you think this is as dark as I could go, Chris? No, uh, voice in my head, I do. You think I have no experience with that? I do believe that you do. Yeah, you better. You better. Just ask the playtesters. <laughs> Anywho, have you guys played Trivia Murder Party? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. 
This is pretty much like a scratch-off minigame sort of thing. Oh no, I'm gonna do terrible, y'all. Before you, you have a, a three by three square with all nine things blocked. You can get as many check marks as you want to, but if you get a sp- uh, bad space, then something happens. Okay. How do I? One of those nine squares. Just choose one. Um. All right. I'm gonna go bottom right corner. Bottom right. Yep. You carefully pluck a stone. Uh oh. That's a bust. Thanks for playing. No. Time to no, die. No, no, no. Wait, I need no. these stones. Did you want to use the fate point or something? Uh, wait, so is that it? Like, I'm done playing if I don't? Well, we move on if you don't. No, I need to use a fate point. I need these freaking stones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be moved no matter what. But if you pay a fate point, I will let you pull out one more. Okay. No, whether it's good or bad, the second one you pull out, that's up to the cards. No, guys, I'm going to need your help. Uh, Let's decide together. Okay. Well, if you want my opinion, I'm not sure why, but the one above it. Okay. What do you think, Gigi? I'll go the one above it, too. All right. I'm trusting y'all. Let's do it. All right. So you're using your last fate point? I guess. <laughs> okay. You're down to no fate points. Please. I want to make a cute crown for Ginger. And just for the record, at, for you at, listening at home, I've lost track of how many fate points everyone has, so we're just going with my best guess. Now she has none. I mean, I thought I only used one before. I thought I had two left. We went through so much, I've kind of lost track uh-huh. in all the excitement. <laughs> so, this one right here. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stressed. Drum roll, please. What is this, deal or no deal? I can't do a good drum. <laughs> Thank you. Check mark. Hey! You managed to pull out one of the precious gems. It kind of shimmers between red and purple in this light. Would you like to pull another one before we move on? So I get to keep this one for no matter what, right? Yes. Oh, then yeah, we're going on. Okay. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, what do you guys feel about the one that's on the the left of the deadly one? Uh, the one left of the deadly or one. Or in the middle. I'm between those two. I'm a center square girl myself. I was going to go for the one that's center square, but on the top. All right. So Maddie, which one are you pulling out? Dead center? Yes. Ding, ding. Yes! You pull out what seems to be a, um, it kind of forms a sort of powder in your hands. It's not much, but it's a bit of this very sparkly dust. Got some luster dust. (laughs) Want to go some more? Yes, I do. Um, all right. I am feeling the bottom left corner. Is that your final answer? Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Yes! Yay! Good. All right, what what did I get? What's my prize? It doesn't seem to be that impressive. It's just a very perfectly round stone. I have a question. How many of these deadly things are there? You don't know. Uh, (laughs) Um... (laughs) Wait, so no matter what, I get to keep what I have, right? Yes, but no matter what, you're still going to get the first one you pull, which is that bad space. Oh, I see. So, like, 
Something's going to happen once I go away. Yes. But whether you want to get some more riches or add some more danger, that's up to you. Let's keep partying, y'all. Let's keep partying. Keep going. This is a basically like a Pokemon version of Minesweeper. It really is. All right, Dry, do you want to do that one that you were feeling? The one at the top? Top middle? You still feeling that? I don't know why, but I am. But I also feel like it might be dangerous. But you know what? My gut's telling me top. All right, Dry, I'm trusting you. Is that your final answer? Well, Kvox, that is the final answer for me, but it's all up to Maddie. Nope, that's the final answer. I'm scared, but we're going to do it. And survey says... Fuck. Oh! Can we keep going? No. No. Well... How many were left? How many were left? Yeah, go ahead and reveal it. Oh! Ah! Thanks for playing! Did I get any of the stones that I needed? You managed to pull out a... What you recognize as an Everstone. Okay. A little bit of Stardust. And a Psychic Gem. Yes! Nice! I'll add that to your inventory later. But for now... Danger. So, as you pull out the last stone, some of the rocks start to tumble. Out also comes another Geodude who looks very angry at you guys. But you also hear these heavy footsteps around the cave wall. Do you, do you, do you all hear that? Whose Pokemon is out right now? Is, is uh, Dusk Talk still out? Yep, Dusty's still out. Surprise attack, then. Wait, what is it? I don't see anything. Oh, <gasps> oh no. no. What? The Geodude looks a bit unnerved as he looks up. Your view has just enough time to register two glowing yellow eyes before Dust Talks is struck by lightning. Minion! And that is a six shift hit. As the, uh, the smoke from the lightning starts to fade, climbing on the walls down to you. What uh, is that? It's the Pokemon we were looking for. The abdomen on its back and head bulb starts to glow and crackle with static electricity and his eyes start to pulse and you can see the teeth on underneath his his like uh, mandibles grind together and you can hear this sort of staticky Oh, he's a fighter. 